Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you enjoy. What's up everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up guys? This is Paul Verzi and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 339 for Wednesday, November 1st, 2023. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? You having the best day, week, month, year, existence ever? I sure hope so. And what is the One Man Podcast if you were turning in for the first time? Well, it is me, comedian, brand ambassador, earthling, Josh Williams, telling you what is going on with me personally, professionally, and everything in between. And this week, no, you have not hit the 1.5 times speed of the podcast. Maybe you have, but it sounds like I'm going faster than I am. Uh, I'm on blow. No, I um, I don't know what just happened, but I'm, I'm a little high energy right now. Let's ride it out, see where we can go. This week, I will be telling you guys about some video games that I finished. The last episode was very video game heavily. This one will not be. I, at least I don't think it is knock on wood. I almost was terrified for half a second there where I'm like, if I knock, the dog's going to fucking start barking. So I played and finished some games. I'll tell you about, uh, I got sick. I got sick guys. I got sick and, and did not feel good. I got sick almost immediately after the last episode. In fact, I think I was getting sick on the Tuesday and was full blown sick by Wednesday, but I got sick and I'll tell you about that. So I spent time, you know, kind of in front of the TV recovering, but I did uh, go out and do one work day. And I'll tell you a little bit that I made a couple of hello fresh meals. All right. I was telling you guys about the, the box that I ordered while it came and I made some meals. I'll tell you a little bit about that. And I watched, watched some, well, I didn't watch a lot. And you know, then we'll say goodbye to, uh, to, uh, an Ottawa born and raised who passed. So why don't we get the, while well, the energy's high and you know, we can get rid of it with some, some, whatever Matthew Perry died. Oh, geez. That's a sad story there. Matthew Perry is is an actor known for the show that I really don't like, Friends. But he made a lot of people happy with Friends. Good on him. But he's, he was from uh, my hometown, right here in Ottawa. And even you'd see in, in the odd movie or whatever appearance, he would wear like an Ottawa Senator's shirt or something just to throw a little homage to where he's from. He was also, you know, one of the leads in the movie The Whole Nine Yards, which is actually very funny. I, I really enjoyed him in that movie. But I didn't like Friends in fact, if you ever watch the pitch meeting things on YouTube, which are very funny, if you watch him do the pitch meeting on Friends, he kind of points out that like, even though Chandler's supposed to be the funny one, nobody ever laughs at his jokes. So he's just this guy who's cracking jokes all the time that nobody laughs at. So <laughs> anyways, I, I just, I didn't like Friends. So I'm not like happy he's dead or anything. I just mean that, hey, you know, Matthew Perry, you're, you're, you had a successful career. He had struggles. It's even funny because like, I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but, but. A year or so ago, I went to a bookstore and I walked in the front door and it was Matthew Perry's book everywhere. And I was looking for something like a, not, not a medical reference book, but I was looking for like, I, I collect these series from DK, as you guys know, I'm a big DK fan. And there was like the series, like how it works. So there was like a, how the body works or how the brain works or something book that I was looking for something along those lines. And it would have been like, you know, in the medical section. But I remember seeing this book that was 
it said something like never fear cancer again. I'm going to go to my Instagram here because I want to make sure that I, I quote it properly. And I was like, how is this possible? I may have mentioned it at the time and I might even mention it again someday. Yeah, it's right here. So you can see it on the Instagram, just so you know, I'm not full of shit. This is literally the title of the book. Never fear cancer again, how to prevent and reverse cancer by Raymond Francis, author of the best-selling Sorry, author, the author of the bestseller, Never Be Sick Again, and then forward by Harvey Diamond, who is the co-author of the bestseller Fit for Life. So I remember seeing this book. I go, this says never fear cancer again. It's, it's, a, it's a medical book, and it's saying how to prevent and reverse cancer. And I'm like, if I go, first off, you shouldn't be allowed to sell a book that makes that claim right? This would be front page news, headline news all over the planet. If it was like, you know, Hey, we, we know, you know, you don't ever be afraid of cancer because here's, here's how you, here's how you prevent it. And here's how you reverse it. Easy peasy, bang, bang. And I'm like the balls on the, the, this book to, to, to make this claim. And I go, I go, this should be the book that has 9,000 copies at the front of the store. Instead, this book is, is one of two copies hidden in the back of the store under the medical reference section. and the the Matthew Perry book, right? Oh, the guy from Friends talking about his addictions in his life. That's the 6,000 copies at the front of the store. That's the big one. So I was just like, I just, it's, it's again, I don't think that this book's like, oh my God, can you guys believe it? This book said, you gotta read. No, it's obviously not true. Otherwise it'd be front page news. But just the fact that you're allowed to sell this, you know, this book with this claim on the front. I don't know. I just, I remember being particularly triggered by it. But I, I, that was back when I wasn't really being regular with, with the episodes. And so I'm sure I'll bring that back up when I write the retro or when I write, I write <laughs> when I record the retrospective episode so that we can, you know, <laughs> find out what I was thinking about that. Hey, this week I found this goofy fucking thing. So rest in peace, Matthew Perry. I know that he struggled. I know that he did a lot that he could to help other people. I was even reading some stuff this week that was like, he was saying, you know, you know I know when I pass, people will remember me predominantly from friends, but I, it would be nice if people remembered me for some of the other things I did, because the other things were way more important to me than, than just being on that show. So seemingly a guy who, you know, had his own struggles and has and, you know, since recovered from them and then did what he could to help others. So rest in peace, Sir Matthew Perry, even though he was never knighted. I knighted him. I'm the first person I've ever knighted on the podcast. I cannot knight somebody from friends as the first person I ever knight. Just rest in peace, man. Thanks for doing doing what you did. Thanks for being another person that came from Ottawa that, that turned some heads. I did get sick. I did get sick. I... I started to feel ill like on, on a Tuesday, like the Tuesday afternoon. And I was like, oh, my throat and everything's itchy and whatnot. And then, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna have a nap in the afternoon, hopefully sleep, sleep some of this off, you know, woke up in the evening, full blown sick, full blown sick the next day. And that was, uh, that was the Wednesday. And I had signed up to do a, a Canadian tire gig, which was on the Thursday and Friday. And it's something I've done before. I've, I've led these before where I essentially what it is, is Canadian crowd, Canadian crowd. Jesus, slow down, Josh. I've had half a cup of coffee and no Adderall. So I don't know where the second burst of wind is coming from. And a little insider baseball. I just recorded last week's episode an hour before this one. So I know it's it's late and I apologize the illness. Essentially, I was going to record it on, on Tuesday. got a little behind in the day, then started to feel sick and then was full blown sick. Like no voice, coughing, gagging, the worst. Tested it was not COVID. So yeah, so I don't know where this fucking energy is coming from, but you know, episode two, I'll have to record two all the time. The second one will be better. I, I, 
I've done this Canadian Tire gig before, and it's essentially a grand reopening. They they renovate the store, they reopen it, and one of the things they do is they do this little you know trivia trail they call it, where essentially people come in, hey, take this card, you know, we're gonna ask you go around the store. There'll be some different little pop-ups and and a rep there with a question for you. And if you get it right, we stamp your car. You come back to the front, you get a free Canadian Tire toque or or mug or just a piece of swag. But like, hey, you know, welcome back. A nice little fun thing to do. And it makes them walk around the store and see the new store, right? There's always something behind the marketing. But it's it's fine. It's nice. It's it's it is what it is. Super cute poor doggy. Sorry, I got a message and I don't know to what it is in regard oh because I sent a message to everybody earlier about a dog who looks sad because he doesn't get to go out with his people. It's in my story. So, you know, if you listen to this as soon as it posts, you get to, oh, my buddy Dylan Black. I should stay off social media when I'm, <laughs> sorry, while I'm recording. I got to see, no Adderall, right? The the fucking ADD. So whatever, the the the, the thing was not super hard, but I, I, I was sick Wednesday, right? Like I said, I was kind of coming down on Tuesday. I was full-blown sick by Wednesday, and I had a gig early morning on Thursday. And the company that that's doing this this gig, they've been kind of been rough. I've a lot of my colleagues have been like blacklisted from these guys for almost nothing, if not nothing, as of late. So I won't name the company, I won't put them on blast, but they've been really unreasonable with with reps in the last, you know, six months to a year. And I I knew what it would look like if I called them the day before and said, or not called them, but I messaged the day before and I was like, hey, I'm full-blown sick right now. So I I opted to do what I see as the more, more irresponsible thing, of course, like please know that I'm aware of this. However, I had to play the long game and I'm like, I have to go in and I have to let them see that I'm sick. I have to. It's not responsible in terms of getting other, other people sick. And I was very, very mindful of myself and what I'm touching and what I'm wiping and all that stuff. But I had to go in and let them see that I was sick. Because if I just called in, I know what it looked like. And they'd be like, oh no, it's fine. But then, and as much as they're like, oh no, we won't, this won't count against you or whatever. It's, it's still one of those things where they'll keep it in mind next time. Like, oh, it won't count against you, but we're going to remember that you, you were sick, you know, the thing. So one of my bosses, you know, my, my friend, Amanda, who was, who was the lead on that one, she reached out to them and says like, Hey, Josh is really sick. And I don't think he should be here. So the bosses reached out to me and gave me shit. And I knew they would, right. It's one of those things where like, no matter what I do, they're going to give me shit. But they're like, yeah, you really shouldn't have come in if you're sick. You just call us and let us know. And I'm like, yeah, but, and I explained to her, I'm like, yeah, but a lot of people do that the day of or the day before. I go, if I had called you, I go, I was trying to get better over Wednesday, but if I called you Wednesday night and said, I'm sick, I know what it's going to look like. It's going to look like I'm trying to get out of it and and you're not going to, you're not going to want to have me again. So they were like, well, no, in the future, like I'm reasonable. Tell me. And I think they, they had something else going on that was pissing them off, but something completely different unrelated to us and our activation. But I went in, I let them see I was sick. And then I, and then at the end of the day, they're like, well, we'll get you a replacement for tomorrow. So just rest. So that's what I did. I went in for a day. My head was a swamp. It wasn't good, but I showed them that I was, I was a team player at least. And like, Hey, this is not me calling in sick. Cause I don't want to work. I'll come in straight up sick. So that was that. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Quick shout out. Happy 40th fucking birthday to my buddy, Jimmy. Jimmy's 40 now. He's 40. 40 he is it's again i enjoyed that meal that we had with the guys we tried to put together an opportunity for us all to get together on uh, friday again with jimmy's brother johnny as well but they were i was sick meeks was having trouble getting a sitter so it just it just didn't happen but we're going to try to get together again soon and i'm going to work hard to make that happen but i wanted to wish my boy a happy fucking birthday i what else did i do i made a couple of my hello fresh meals 
and I'm less impressed this time than I was last time. So I made two meals. I made a chili, like just beef, beef chili with like sweet potato. So like a whole side thing of like peeling sweet potato, chopping it up into cubes, tossing it in a Mexican spice, they called it, and then roasting it in the oven just to add cubed. I think I just added filler to a chili. But when I poured this thing out into a, like a bowl, I'm like, I'm going to put it in one bowl because I'm going upstairs. I'm sick. I just, I'll work on this over the course of the day. When I poured it into the bowl overall, it really wasn't that much there. And the quality of the meat was kind of low. Like I remember chewing on several pieces of like gristle and ground beef. I was just like, well, well, take it out of my mouth, throw it in the garbage. So like for starters, I didn't like that. I just had to add a bunch of potatoes on the side, not the end of the world. It was tasty to have them in there. It was whatever, but for the cost of it, it was like a $30 single bowl of chili. It was not a lot. Like I, I would say that it used to be that I would be able to tell people, Hey, the portions are really good. Like you're going to feed, you know, if it's two servings, you're going to feed two servings. Like you're gonna get a lot of food out of this. I've made two now. And for starters, they, I opened the box and they had like just a garlic, a uh, bulb of garlic thrown in the top. It wasn't in any of the bags. So I was like, Oh, maybe this missed one. And the first one I made needed garlic. I was like, Oh, here's the garlic. It's not in the bag. However, when I opened the third bag, garlic wasn't in it either. So I'm like, oh, this was to cover all of it. They didn't put any instruction in there or anything. They just fucking fucked up and half-assed the recovery. I found that I found that the portions on on all of the meals that I made, which were, which was two, was like instead of it being like two f- reasonable portions, and I don't mean nuts, but two reasonable portions, it was more like 1.25 portions. Like I, I would eat what I would what I consider a portion and there'd be like enough for me to have a couple forkfuls afterwards. You know, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm full now. I've eaten my share. And I'm like, yeah, there's, there's still a bit left, you know, both times. And I'm like, you know, normally I would eat an entire portion and be full and there'd be another whole portion. So they're skimping on the portions more and more of the products that are coming in the box and the bag are pre-made. So I'm not like making fresh sauces per se, like where I'm like adding cream, but I'm chopping up all the other ingredients. Now it's just like, you know, you're open a carton of crushed tomatoes and it's got all the stuff in there. Open a can, you know, obviously with the beans, yeah, beans have to soak. So yeah, that makes sense. But open this pre-made sauce. I'm like, well, if I'm buying a pre-made sauce at 30 bucks from you guys, why don't I just buy that sauce and make it a few times that week for like three, $4 a jar in the store? Like it's becoming more and more like here, open this marinara sauce, open this mayonnaise, open it. Like, well, who doesn't have fucking mayonnaise in the fridge? Who doesn't have, you know, a cabinet with some spices in it? Like this is getting really expensive and I'm, it's not fresh. It's, it's it's some other company's preserved shit. It's coming in little plastic bags. Like I'm not impressed with HelloFresh so far. I'm actually going to try to see if I can get enough done. I got to, I got to do some stuff today after I record, but I'm going to see if I can get done enough time to do the the third meal that I missed. Cause I actually had to go out and buy garlic to be able to make this meal. I'm, I'm a little disappointed in the in how it worked out. But yeah, I I've done one week so far. The second week has arrived, but I'm not, I'm not loving it. I'm not loving it. And I, I can't like, I'll see how this week goes again. I, I did a, I did the chili one, which was just over. And then I did a pesto linguine, which was, which tasted quite nice, but I added my own Parmesan to the top. And, and again, I found the portions to be, to be pretty small. Again, when you're paying $12 a head per meal, you don't want to be hungry afterwards. So that was my experience with, what do you call it? Hello, fresh. Sorry, guys. I'm a little uh, brained and I'm going through my notes here trying to see what uh, what to talk about next. I played some games. I wanted to watch some stuff, but but I just was kind of, you know, when I wasn't sleeping, I played a game called This War of Mine. 
and it's a black and white game. It's got a, a very unique art style. And essentially it's like, you know, you're in some sort of Eastern European city that, that the government's dropping bombs on. There's war going on outside. So the city's all war torn and the game plays in two cycles. You have during the day where you, you, sometimes you have like a kid's like, it's, it's different every time theoretically, but you'll, you'll have a few characters. They each have their own sort of skill sets. And essentially what you're doing is you're walking around this broken and out building and you're trying to, you know, make water filters and make something to eat and find ways to, to scavenge for food. Like you're doing all this in the, in the house. So you're, you're building stuff to make your living quarters, you know, keep everybody alive and survive. And then the second cycle is at nighttime. And usually you'll send, you know, you'll set, some people get to sleep in a bed. So, you know, if you've, if you've made enough beds, you know, some people need to guard because there's, there's, you know, bandits that'll come in the night and try to steal your shit. So you're, you're sort of setting up the house to, to be good overnight. And then you're usually sending one person out to scavenge. And then there's a bunch of different locations in the neighborhood and you'll send someone out to go get shit in the middle of the night. And then you go to play that part where you're at a place and, you know, sometimes you'll find hostile people. Sometimes you'll find people who just need help. Some of them are, are cautious and you can make them hostile if you steal their shit. But you're just like, you're out and you can't, very limited amount of stuff you can bring back. You can't just grab a ton of shit. You kind of have to prioritize, well, what do we really need? You know, we're trying to build that water thing and we need, you know, wooden parts for that. So forget the guns and the bolt, you know, gunpowder. We, we need the parts. So it's just a fun game. And it, you know, the, the longer you go, the harder it is because you're, you know, running short on supplies. Like theoretically, if you're playing well and strategically, then you'll, you'll be in a better way, but people's spirits will break and then they won't do things because they're depressed and whatever. Like it's, it's just a, it's a fun game. It's a strategy. How well can you do? I played that for a while. I played the uh, Ghostbuster Spirits Unleashed game, which is a, an online multiplayer game where you play four versus one, four Ghostbusters and one ghost. The closest thing to a Ghostbuster simulator you'll ever play. It's fun. It's it's a time waster. And I I, I I completed it. I got all the trophies I was working for on that one. I goofed around with a Wheel of Fortune game I bought a long time ago, and I finished up a few things I was looking to do on that one. It's It's fun very temporarily, like, you know, play it play if you it's kind of thing that i don't even know if you can play it multiplayer with with people locally but it's it's honestly it's it's wheel of fortune you're playing wheel of fortune on your playstation i spent almost an entire day with my buddy dylan and dylan sent an email so i'll I'll make sure i get to that at the end of the episode but dylan and i played a game called subnautica which is essentially an underwater survival game you crash into the ocean on some foreign planet and you are swimming around grabbing things and trying to to establish some sort of survival base or whatever it is, and then also find a, a way off this planet. I don't know a whole lot about the story because we, it's, a, it, it can be a long game. It was fun. He, he essentially, we didn't play together in the sense that like, we're both wandering around. It's actually, he's like watching my screen and, and helping me out through it and making suggestions and things like that. So it was, it was fun to spend a day with my buddy and, and just, I love anything where you're building, exploring, you know, gathering, upgrading. I, I, I dig that stuff. And then again, I played and I started a new Lego game, the Lego super villains game, which has no story based on anything other than just, it's all the, the superheroes or super villains. Sorry. You're playing as the villains. I remember right at the very beginning of the game, Solomon Grundy is like one of the villains that you see. And then it's like, Oh, Superman, you know, you know, Oh, Solomon Grundy. It's like, wait a second. That's like, it's like a soup. Is Solomon Grundy a Batman supervillain or is he a Superman supervillain? Because 
He was in one of the Batman Arkham games that I was talking about last level or last level, last, uh, there you go. I'm playing too many video games in the last episode. He, he's one of the Batman villains. But then I also know that I remember that song from the crash test dummies. I was like, you know, Superman never made any money for saving the world from Solomon Grundy. So I was like, is he? And then I was chatting with Chad and he's like, I think he's just, and he's one of those interchangeable ones. The same way like Kingpin will fight Daredevil and Spider-Man. Like, I was like, all right, fair enough. It just, that was, that was it. That was, that was the compelling mental, about 20 minutes. I don't have enough to talk about guys. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I dicked around with those, with those games this week. Didn't really spend a ton of time in, in any of them shy of Subnautica. I was excited about Subnautica and I really enjoyed that. I'm looking forward to spending some more time playing some Subnautica. I also bought some video games. There was a sale on with, with a lot of stuff that was, you know, huge prices off. And, and I made use of the, the star system. There's like a star system on PlayStation now where people who have, and it only allows you to vote for it. If you've, if you bought the game or played the game, I guess. So if you've played the game, it will allow you to give the game a rating out of five, which I respect because last episode, Spider-Man got a 4.9. So almost a perfect game, Spider-Man two, that is. And you guys, I won't go into it, but you heard what I had to say about it. I, and it, to me, it's far from that. Whereas other games that are really good games, better story, longer, more fun to play. were like 4.6, 4.5, 4.4. And I'm like, so this is just, everyone's so excited for it. They're playing, oh, they played the first 10 minutes. It's a five, it's a five. So, you know, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's a good enough game that you shouldn't be disappointed if you, Jesus, contrary to what I just said, you'll, you probably won't hate it. But if you're sitting in a group of people like I am at times that are just kissing its ass, I offer, again, it's not to be cynical, but I offer the counter perspective to just, you know, fanboy, nerdy ass kissery of a game that really hasn't done anything special really at the end of the day, it hasn't. But the rating system is helpful because games that like, you know, may have done a really good job of putting together a little video, right? Like a, like a trailer, you know, and then you look at the rating and you're like, oh, 2.3, like that's not a good game for me. I'm like anything four and above is, is that's gotta be good. You're not getting, you're not getting that high of a rating. If your game is absolute garbage, even games that I've played and I was like, oh, they weren't too bad. You know, sometimes you're like 3.7 shit. I think it deserved better than that. So it's a good gauge. I don't go like based on, you know, the, the IGN or the, the ratings that they show in the trailer. Oh, European game basement says five out of five. I'm like, well, if they're the ones saying it, you had to, if you had to dig that deep to find someone who loved your game, like, I don't think it's going to be enough. Whereas if it's like IGN and CNET and all these things, like right off the top, best game of all time or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, those, those ones are, you know, a little more mainstays, but Having said that, I used that system and watched some trailers to purchase. For starters, I, I bought the Resident Evil Village game. It's still selling for $50, 50 some odd dollars, but it was on sale for 20 and I was like, sold. So I picked that up. That was one of the more expensive ones I took. I did buy the Bioshock 1 and 2. The uh, I think they were either remastered or remake or yeah, remastered, I believe. Bioshock games. I know that they're very, very popular and I should get on. I should waste more of my life playing video games. I bought also Dead Island Riptide. It's like a zombie on a resort island game, but the Riptide, I believe, is the sequel, the second one. I just, I have the first one and I'd like to get the other ones. These are games too that were like anywhere between 75 and 90% off. So like there's lots of games that were like $36. I got them for $4.99. So it was just one of those like, hey, these things are, and, and again, 4.6s, 4.3s, anything over four. I was like, oh, that's worth it. I got a game called The Shady Part of Me, which reminds me of a game called Contra, like called Contrast, 
which is essentially you're running around as your character, but there's lighting always everywhere. So like, you'll always see your shadow in the background, but it's a puzzle platformer in the sense that like, sometimes you can't get by somewhere, but your shadow can jump through something or walk through something. So you switch between the character in your foreground and your shadow, and then your shadow can do something that you can't, it'll move something. And now you can get around like your shadow will push the shadow of something else. And now it can, you know, that thing that it pushed is, it's hard to explain, but it's, it's a puzzler. So it's like, when do I, when do I do the character in the foreground? When do I do the character in the background? I like, I like puzzle games. The ones that make me think about a game called arise, which is very nice visually. I don't know anything about it. All I know is that a lot of people raved about it. It was on a on sale, a really good price. And it's just called arise, a simple story. So I'm sure at some point when I get through that, I will tell you guys about it, Bought a game called a juggler's tale, another little you know, cute looking one, apparently with a decent story, bought a game called never alone, which is like, uh, looks like an indigenous person in the Arctic with like a wolf or something companion or a white Fox companion. Everyone said that it's like a great story, super visual. These are all games too, that like, apparently you can finish the story in like two, three hours. So it's like a, a game I'll start in an afternoon and be done in the evening. And I like that kind of stuff. I like little puzzles. I like little stories and I like to be done, you know, to not going to take a shitload of my life away. The game Below, don't know much about it, except Below, I don't remember much about it, but it actually looked like it looked really good. It had good reviews. So feel free to look that one up on your own. And of course, for anyone who's an old school gamer, you would have started on the computer when you were young, like I did. But the original Dungeon Crawler came out while I was on the Sheeran tour. All my friends bought it and played through it and were done with it by the time I even got back. Diablo 4. I watched my dad and my cousin Tim play Diablo on his computer when I was little, little, little. So Diablo is the original dungeon crawler, all these games like League of Legends and shit like that. They're all, all coming from this game Diablo made by Blizzard, the same people who do World of Warcraft. So I'm excited to dive into Diablo at some point because even though uh, I watch reviews and they're like, hey, more of the same. And I'm like, you know what? Diablo is one of those, it ain't broke. You don't have to fix it. You can, they said that there's some innovations, you know, where they need to be, but if you're looking for a good story, you're not coming for the story. And I gotta be honest with you, I don't go to Diablo for the story. They're like, if you're looking for them to, to reinvent the wheels, their first iteration in like more than, you know, like 10 years, it's like, if you're looking for that, don't, don't bother. But what they do, they do very, very well. And, uh, it's a lot of fun to play. And I'm like, Hey, that's all I needed to hear. How in God's name are we only at 26 minutes? I mean, I'm sure with the intro, I've pushed it to half an hour. I, I mean, guys, it's hard to write an episode, right? I don't write these episodes. It's hard to, to have content for an episode where you're laying in bed sick and, and you're up till five o'clock in the morning, looking at every single game on sale and buying them all. I also watched South Park, South Park. I, I have on Panda, Panda vision, Paramount plus. And seemingly South Park has been doing a lot of like close to an hour long specials at this point. I don't know if it's Comedy Central's like put them on for an hour. They're all about 44 minutes long, which is my guess. A regular half hour episode means 22 minutes. So 44 minutes makes sense. My guess is they played them on Comedy Central. I haven't had cable in forever. And they they did like the COVID special and then like the COVID special part two. And then they did another one. And then whatever that one was called part two. And they just did this one that I saw. It was new. I haven't seen it. It was called South Park joining the Panderverse. And the picture is all the South Park characters, but they're all diverse females. So it was, it was a funny, you know, it was, it was funny in the sense that it was like, it was talking about how like everything's pandering now. So now you just take out a character from one thing and turn it into a diverse female. And now it's like progressive or whatever, but it's essentially they're referring to it as pandering. We're just pandering to everything. And it's got a funny story. If you have Paramount plus definitely check out. Uh, and, and if you like South Park, they're still calling shit out for what it is. And it was, it was a fun episode. They really go after Kathleen Kennedy pretty hard. Who's a 
I think she was like Spielberg's either wife or partner for a while, but she's responsible for a lot of great movies, but now she's just responsible for making everything, you know, a, a trans woman, you know, she's one of the ones who made the second Star Wars, like the second of the new ones with Ray and Poe and all them. She's the one responsible for being like more lesbian characters in this that don't that don't even come back in the next movie and seemingly have no plot and more women who are stronger and braver than men and and call all the men toxic. You know, again, I got no problem with strong females, but that, but you watch that second Star Wars movie and you're like, this is a movie where every single female is perfect. Every man is an asshole. Like there's clearly a, a sub subtext to this that they really want us to feel hard. And it's like, you're, you're alienating your entire fan base in hopes that you're going to gather more anyways, watch, watch joining the Pandaverse South Park, joining the Pandaverse on Paramount plus. I thought it was funny. Was it, was it hysterical? No, but it was good. It was funny. They made some, some, you know, interesting points and it was, it was them, you know, attacking a a celebrity in a fair way as, as they often do over the course of this last week, my buddy Dylan has, we played subnautic, whatever. And Dylan is always sending, he's like me. He's always sending weird stuff or whatever. And, you know, to the group or whatever. And he was telling me to listen to this song. I think it's called, I want to be ninja. So he keeps telling me to listen to this thing, listen to this thing. And I was like, I was like, no, I go, if you want me to listen to it, he's like, I want, I want you to hear this song. And I want to know what you think of it. I was like, if you want me to listen to it, I'll tell you what send me. Cause he always, he has interesting stuff to say or whatever. He just, he'll, he'll just never send me an email. And he's one of those people who's always like, dude, I sent you an email. Why didn't you get it? And I'm like, where did you send? He's like, I don't know. He might be a huge stoner and by might, I'm absolutely certain of it at the farm on it. But he sent me, I, I told him, if you want me to read this thing, send it to me in an email and I'll, and I'll, uh, I'll read it. I, I go, not only I go, if you want me to hear the song, you send an email and I'll listen to the song. Apparently it's supposed to be super offensive. Cause he was even like, even D was like, don't do this on your podcast. And I'm like, well, I think that it'll be interesting if it's super offensive. I've never heard it. And I actually stopped myself a couple times because I was like, you know, like just trying to like get it ready to record it and stuff like that. I was like, I should just, you know, and I'm like, no, you want like, like you want a reaction. You want my, my genuine reaction to this, this thing. I go, I will listen to it on the air on the podcast. So we're going to sidestep. That's the context in this. So he even tried to say, don't do it and terrible listener, but you will get my genuine, I will literally listen to this for the first time on the podcast right now. So first I'm going to read the email, which is I subject. I want to be ninja N E E N J A dearest Joshua. I hope this electric mail finds you post haste. I love it. It's your boy D the one and only son of the water burninator of the grass. Whatever happened to the onesie of the month? Great question. I didn't have enough engagement to merit one. I wasn't going to just give it away for the sake of giving it away. So I don't know. I don't know whatever happened to that. What, what happened to that onesies? What happened to you guys engaging with me? Contact at one man podcast.com. Come on, send me something. You said, have you heard the song by Jessica go girl? I want to be ninja. You should give it a listen and let me know what you think. Real time review question mark in parentheses. Yeah, I told you I'll give it a real time. I saw a video of her singing it at a gala. Also, Hey, boogie boogie. My brain is an antelope. Have some mustard because it's Eastern your face. My toenail. You wrote that in there, but you said it was something from Robot Chicken. I didn't know what that reference was. I thought your brain exploded when you were writing the email, but I'm glad you were able to clear that up for me. So I'm going to bring it up now. I've got the, where is it here? Did I, did I already, did I already do it? No, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta search it here. Give me one second. 
I Awana Be Ninja, okay, by by Jennifer Murphy Go Girl. So I'm going to listen to this for the first time. I did uh, cue it up earlier and I saw that it's like almost five minutes long, but, but here we go, gang. I'm going to click on this and I'll try not to talk. I don't know what the song is about. So I'm, I'm worried about like saying something and then I step on one of the lines, but I'm, I'm listening to it right here as it plays. I'm clicking on it now. This is a song. I'm going to turn it down a little bit. This might overpower me. There we go. All right. Still here. I'd have no idea how long this build is. It would suck if there's no lyrics. I shut my Murphy bed, sat down to scratch my head. What could this day bring? It could be anything. I get the phone call. I gotta help them all. Go girl will save the day. Chow will not get away. It didn't take me long to find the ticking bomb. He took off in my She did say towel head. You know what? Maybe I too could be ninja. I want to be ninja. I want to be ninja. I don't think they send ninjas to stop the terrorists. I think it's more offensive that it's not more creative. Like, if you're going to be offensive, fucking lean into it. This is like... Rhymes are very basic, very basic rhymes. So it's a it's offensive that it's not fucking better. You guys, we have two minutes left. Time, I travel to the misty mountains of China. Is that where ninjas are from? Asia gives me guidance. 
feels like was uh, I Want to Be Ninja by Jennifer Murphy. I am now going to Google Jennifer Murphy and see what this bitch looks like. I, what the fuck is American YouTube personality? She looks like in this tiny little shot that I've seen. There's no fucking way this is the bitch. I'm going to have to type in Jennifer Murphy, I Want to Be Ninja. Because if that's the blonde chick, that's like, yeah, I, I think... Yeah, that's super offensive. I want to be... So the first thing that came up was, I want to be Ninja the movie. Yeah, okay. So she's a whitey. She looks super fucking... I guess you guys can Google what she looks like. But that's... that's Yeah, that's really... Okay, so here's where I'm at with that. I don't like her rhymes. They're dumb and plain. You know, I came here in a car. I want to go real far. Like, I don't know if that's what she said, but it was like, but like that level of shit, like, congratulations. You've, you've done five-year-olds rhymes. I also need to figure out, I think maybe where are ninjas from? I think they are from China because I know Japan. Oh, there we go. I was gonna say, I know samurais are Japanese, but listen to this. Nin initially meant persevere, but over time it developed the extended meanings conceal and move stealthily. In Japanese, ja is the combination of sha, meaning person. Ninjas originated in the mountains of ancient Japan as practitioners of ninjutsu, a martial arts sometimes called the art of stealth. Or, and then I have to click on it, I'll give you the other one. Or, the art of invisibility. Ninjas practice the art of invisibility. I know that from Master Splinter in the, in the Ninja Turtles movies, because those are also historical documents of ninjas. Excuse me, I have to, I have to cough, guys. I'm not going to cough in here. Yeah, so when she's like, oh, I went to the mountains of China, it's like this this bitch is just I think this is just how do I how do I that was like a dead silence while I try to think of how to phrase it. I'm not trying to attack her, you know, because she's a good looking white girl. No, she's a stupid cunt. I, I I if you're gonna make something, fucking try. Like if you like that's what I'm saying. Like if you're gonna be offensive, first off, coming from me, do a little research. Mine I deliberately don't do research into what I'm saying. I've even started to do it more because, you know. I, I used to do it deliberately, like say something. And, and even though I knew I was wrong or I didn't, I wasn't sure. I'm like, I'll just say it. And you guys will write me an email and tell me how stupid I am. I have to get my engagements where I can. But I just think like, you're going to write a song and you don't even know that like ninjas aren't from China. You know what I mean? Like, and then she's like the first one, like towel head right out of the gate. 
I was like, did I hear that right? And then when she's like, yeah, the, the Taliban find his cave. I was like, oh yeah, no, she, she said it. She said it. That was, and I was worried it was going to get even fucking worse, but I think it's just dumb, you know, like studying with Buddha, whatever to be a ninja. It's like, I, I think this is just somebody who like has a bunch of Asian stereotypes and was like, I'm going to put them into a ninja thing, you know? So, okay. My thoughts, not super creative. Like, like I didn't know if this was an Asian chick, you know what I mean? And she's just being cute with it or whatever, but no, it's a white person doing an Asian accent poorly. I might add, well, I don't know. I'm just going to just, I'm just going to shit on it. Like we knew it was going to be offensive. We knew it was going to be whatever dumb. And I'm sure that the population is exactly that because this bitch has gotten popular from YouTube doing shit like this. So yay racism, yay lack of originality, yay lack of creativity, yay propping up dumb twats because they're blonde and have big tits. Fuck you world. I mean, but what am I doing? What am I doing? Right? I'm fucking, what am I playing? I'm playing fucking Lego, the supervillains. I like... We're all full of shit, guys. Can we just fucking admit it? We are all absolutely full of shit. <laughs> and what, what, are we, what, are we, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Right? Coming up, I've got, I'm going to plug my dates again, guys. Really hoping that you come. I would love to see you there. I'm hosting Absolute Comedy in Ottawa, November 14th through the 19th. I will be at the Moose McGuire Satellite Room on Monday, the 20th. I will be hosting and then headlining at Absolute Comedy in Toronto, January 2nd through the 7th is when I'm hosting, and then I'll be headlining the 9th through the 14th. You can get tickets to any of those shows, Ottawa or Toronto, at absolutecomedy.ca. I would love to see you there. If my Toronto people are there, I'd love to see you there. I'd love to hear from you. You know I would. Clearly, based on that last little fucking thing we did there, I will, I will, you send it, I'll play it. Or you ask it, I'll answer it. You tell me and I'll try to facilitate. Contact at onemanpodcast.com. That's how it works. Send me an email and I oblige like a chimp. Coming up this week, I have another event at Founders Original. I'm very excited for it. It's called the Corks and Forks. It's like a wine, spirits, beer, and like food. They're doing like food competitions and stuff like that. But it's a big event. Food, wine, whatever. I'm going to be there schleffing, schloffing, schlepping, whatever the fuck it is. Not shilling. So you know what? Somewhere in all of those words is the one that I'm trying to get to. But I'll be doing that there. And then I think, I think Monday I'm going to go for some brekkie with, with, with two one man podcast contributors and listeners, my good friend, Tasha and my buddy, Richard. In fact, I think on this episode or the last one, I got a text from him like, Hey, Monday, blah, blah, blah. You guys want to know how I talk to my fucking friends. I just like to fuck with people's day. In fact, I think I'm going to call, I might call Richard right now and see what I get out of him. Let's do that. Cause I need to fill a couple minutes. So I'm not going to say Rich's last name, but I'm going to tell him very quickly. Oh, I forgot to do the Bluetooth thingy. So let's see. Let's see if I can get Rich to answer the phone. And then I'll tell you guys, come on, buddy. He's on set working a lot of stuff these days, so he might not be available. But if it even goes to the machine, I got to hang up because I don't want to put his phone, his name and stuff out there. Come on, buddy. Oh, sounds like we're going to I reached Rich. No. Hey, just Rich. Okay. That works. No, I haven't asked face. I called you and you didn't answer. But he listens, so he's going to know. He's going to know I tried. Anyways, going to breakfast with Rich on Monday, but this is the thing. <laughs> we were corresponding back and forth, and he interrupted the podcast, so usually with somebody, <laughs> even though he has no idea. I just cold called him. But, you know, anytime, <laughs> I'm so fucking childish. But he sent me a message. Like we were talking about, like, we were, hey, what breakfast place you want to go? And I was just like, hey, man, I'm good with, I'm good with, you know, he's like, should we invite Tasha? I'm like, yeah, I'm good with inviters. And then Tasha was like, hey, I'm thinking of these places. I'm like, I'm honestly good with wherever you guys decide. Like, I'm easy. 
<coughs> excuse me. And then uh, just out of the blue, he texts. This was like earlier today. And then he just sends me, he goes, she likes Broadway apparently. And I said, I like your balls in my mouth. <laughs> Send. And then I just let that sit for a minute. No response. And I love to do this too. I get the, I get the second hit in. I just go, oh, sorry. I thought you were my dad. I love to do that. I love to send people like, like considering it's, uh, it was balls related. I had to go with dad, but I love to like, be like, yo, I'm going to, yo, I can't wait to fucking eat your ass later. Like something just stupid and childish. And then like, I'll give it like 30 seconds to a minute. Usually it's like once they, they message me about something else, I'll, I'll just send something child. I like, oh shit. Sorry. I was trying to text my mom. So it's just like, oh fuck. Like I was like, oh, oh wait, you text like, you know what I mean? Just childish shit. But that's what I do for no fucking reason. So I can't wait to ask Rich, what was your response to most? He's not responded to these and I'm sure he's on site, which is why it took him hours to get back to me on site on set is what I meant. So I'm just excited to to be like, Hey, did you get my text? (laughs) And I've since called. So we'll see how that goes guys, but I'm going to do the founder's original breakfast. I don't know what else I'm going to do. I'm probably going to play some games and, and chill out a little bit, but Hey, happy to be here. Appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate you spending the time with me. Tell me what you thought of that, that stupid song. You already follow this bitch on YouTube. Please don't unfollow her. If I, if I can actually ask as many people as possible, unfollow her. I've already forgot her name, but yeah, do that. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Tarzan wasn't a ladies' man. He'd just come along and scoop him up under his arm like that. Quick as a cat in the jungle. But Clark Kent, no, there was a real gent. He would not be caught sitting around in no jungle scheme Dumb as an ape doing nothing Superman never made any money Saving the world from Solomon Grundy Sometimes I despair The world will never see another man Like him Hey Bob Soup had a straight job Even though he could have smashed through any bank in the United States He had the strength But he would not Folks said his family were all dead. Planet crumbled, but Superman he forced himself to carry on. Forget Krypton and keep going. Superman never made any money for saving the world from. Solomon Grundy And sometimes I despair The world will never see another man Like him 
lightly a string together for words I toss in Eugene Sometimes when soup was stopping crimes I'll bet he was tempted to just quit and turn his back on man Join Tarzan in the forest But he stayed in the city Kept on changing clothes and dirty old phone booths Till his work was through Then nothing to do but go on home Superman never made any money Saving the world from sorrow Sometimes I despair The world will never see another man Like him Sometimes I despair The world will never see another man 